Welcome to the Keto Life Podcast presented by Dolce Vita. We're kicking off a four-part series with special guests Nick and Jill Murphy, co-owners of Mission Fitness right here in Syracuse. You need to make sure you download and subscribe to this podcast and check out these next four episodes with Nick and Jill Murphy because they are telling you what's up. We're so thrilled that they were able to take the time out of their busy, busy schedule to come down to the restaurant. And if you don't already, head over to Facebook and find Mission Fitness here in Syracuse. Without further ado, here's part one with Nick and Jill. Most of our clientele is about uh, coming in for weight loss or, you know, looking to obtain better health. And um, so we're big advocates of the ketogenic diet because that takes care of both of those issues. Totally agree. Says the woman that lost 150 pounds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And 30 more, hopefully soon. <laughs> <laughs> more importantly, started this keto menu. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, going out to eat when you're on any type of restrictive diet, it becomes a job Challenge, instead yeah. of an enjoyable experience. So. That's our goal, just to provide an enjoyable experience where the greatest modification you might ask is, okay, so I don't like spicy, can we switch out the sriracha mash sure. for a cauliflower mash? Yeah. You know, basic, so. Mm -hmm. You've achieved the goal. Thank yeah. you. Food is excellent. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah. Everything we've eaten and tried that you've brought in is literally it's amazing. Amazing. It's ama it's amazing. Yeah, it's you like. You can take, a, I, I have food taste so good with it not containing carbohydrates so so i was talking to anita this morning uh -huh. and she's catholic so she's doing the fasting mm -hmm. on friday okay. no she, meat yes yeah. no meat right yeah. but she's like wait i can't do bone broth because that's meat i said anita i'll take care of it i'll season water and we're gonna be fine <laughs> i could do vegetable broth yeah, yeah, yeah. but chicken broth. the bone broth is the yeah. fasting broth sure for sure, most sure, sure. when they're doing mm. keto. So you, you flavored water. I'm going to flavor water. Wow. Enough seasoning. Anything will taste yes. good. Throw an egg in there. You know. Oh, that's <laughs> it'll be happen. Yeah. So that's my goal And today. I'm sure it'll taste amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time trying something. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I remember trying it going, there's no way this is keto. Yeah. There's no way this is keto. Yeah. This Snickers cheesecake did yeah. that to me. I, I yeah. cooked that day. I ate two pieces. I was under 10 carbs a day. I'm like, I'm done eating for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even stop. So, so I think you want to go over some misconceptions of the ketogenic diet? Yes. Yeah. Primarily, yeah. you know, we get a lot of questions now. Um, the cholesterol issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Long term, okay. not being sustainable. Mm. Yeah. You're going to gain weight once you well, stop. You mm. got to understand. Okay. So when you address something that has to do with uh, a diet, right? and you have a lot of people uh, addicted to carbohydrates, you're gonna get a lot of backlash, right? People don't understand because they haven't experienced the power of actually be breaking free from carbohydrate addiction. It's and liberating. Then, yeah, and then actually experience like a, um, a, a transformation, you know, um, with the weight loss that comes along with it, with the ease of not having such an appetite, right. you know, with the diet. So one of the biggest, um, you know, challenges people have when they're on a ketogenic, or excuse me, biggest challenges people have when they're dieting is the appetite issue, right? And so they struggle with appetite. And what happens a lot of times is people try to do a ketogenic diet, but they don't uh, formulate it well. What they'll mm -hmm. do is they'll cut carbs, they'll keep fat low, 
and they'll eat high protein. And what they don't understand is that's not a ketogenic diet. And what actually ends up happening is they get extremely intense cravings because your body is converting a, um, a large portion of those amino acids into glucose, but in a very small amount. Right. So now you have a small amount of glucose floating around. So what you're really doing is, in essence, you're kind of on, on a starvation diet, right? You're not taking in glucose, which is provides you energy, and you don't have productions of ketones because you're not eating the adequate amount of fat. So you don't have energy, and so you have this ravenous appetite. You feel off, and you have low energy. And so a lot of people will try the ketogenic diet thinking that they're, that they're doing the ketogenic diet when all reality they're doing just a high protein diet with right. low carbs. I noticed if I ate too many proteins or if I went up in protein, I'd wouldn't lose weight or I'd stall yeah. or gain weight actually mm -hmm. at some point if I didn't keep track on that. Well, what's happening is when you eat too much protein, your body's going to convert the excess protein into glucose. So it also can kick you out of ketosis. Yeah. And that's, that's one on diet doctor. It says that's one of the, one of the misconceptions or one of the challenges of someone says I'm on the ketogenic diet, but I'm not, it's not showing that I'm producing ketones. Sometimes that's the case is, hmm. you know, it's not this eat any amount of fat, any amount of protein. Like Nick was saying, it has to be a well-formulated ketogenic diet right. to get the success and the results that you're looking to get. Yeah, and that's why I tell people all the time. It's like budgeting your money. Yeah. If you don't budget your money correctly, you're never going to have money. So if you don't budget your macros correctly, yeah. you're not going to have any energy or right. success. And there's right. a little bit of a learning curve to it. So yeah. you have to learn what to do. And then there is a detox you go through, and it can last up to two weeks at the most. If you train with Jill the first week, you won't <laughs> detox because the pain overrules. Yes. I'm not uh, kidding. I still remember those pains, Jill. Just the first, oh, the that's first so funny. day. Detoxing from yeah. a low-carb low diet. But just a little bit of, uh, for those that are listening, a little bit of um, encouragement that your muscles do get conditioned yes. to that type of right. intensity, yes. so you won't be in that pain for very long. Yeah, no, <laughs> and it's worth it. Yeah. I'd go back to those first workouts any day of the week now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So some of the other the some other challenges that people can go through is sometimes people do have a negative side effect with the cholesterol. Like you'll see an increase in cholesterol. Um, but that's in the minority, that's not in the majority. And also if you were to test the, the particle size of the LDL cholesterol, um, they would show in fact, I, I've never seen a client that had their cholesterol increase and not have a particle size that particle size that has been fluffy and buoyant, which is non-pervasive, right? So think of the the arteries and the cracks in your arteries, and and think of the fluffy, buoyant cholesterol that kind of like not gets uh, caught in between those cracks, right? As as opposed to small and pervasive, you know, uh, cholesterol LDL size particle mm -hmm. size, right? And so. Um, when you're on a uh, well-formulated ketogenic diet, what I mean by that is when you're taking in the proper amount of uh, monounsaturated fats, which are heart healthy, you're taking the right amount of omega-3 fats, you know, um, and your cholesterol uh, increases, it's gonna be a fluffy, buoyant cholesterol. Um, so you can get that particle size test. So when, when you go to the doctors and they go, oh my goodness, your cholesterol is through the roof, say, okay, wait a minute, doctor, what are my triglycerides into my uh, HDL, which is your good cholesterol, what they consider your good cholesterol, right? So what, what, what is that ratio, you know? And if it's, if it's below two, then you're, you're good to go. Um, if your LDL cholesterol is high and you test the particle size and it's showing that it's fluffy and buoyant, you know, it's not cardio uh, pervasive, right? Mm -hmm. So it's cardio protective. So, you know, you know, and you're probably thinking, okay, where, where is this Northside trainer getting this information? <laughs> and so, 
<laughs> you can look up a lipidologist. Um, uh, the name slips me uh, at the moment, uh, but you know he's one of the leading doctors that that does research when it comes to saturated fats and things like that and cholesterol. And so what they uh, you know um, you know initially thought was pervasive to health they're discovering that it's actually not pervasive so the whole cholesterol thing you know there's going to come a paradigm shift with that i believe in the next few years um and so it's not always what it seems you know another uh common complaint is oh my goodness my kidney function uh, has gone up right can i just i want to hit on the cholesterol piece before before you go go forward so also too with cholesterol going up there are also times where your HDL goes up, which is actually a good thing. So if your total cholesterol has gone up, but your HDL has gone up, that's actually really good. Right, and you'll see your triglycerides go down. Right. So in all your years, how many clients have actually experienced? Um, I can think of one. Well, I've had a lot of, uh, maybe uh, one as well. I've seen a lot of people with high cholesterol actually reverse that right. without medication and get yeah. off the statins. The drugs. statins. Right. So, um, you know, it's the exception where the cholesterol will go up. And in that one case, I, mean, I think there's, you know, I take that back. I think there was about a couple, you know, two cases. And in those couple cases, uh, they went back and had their, their LDL particle size tested, and it was fluffy and buoyant, okay. which is, you know, at the time, the, the general practitioner didn't understand what that meant. So, you know, and I gave the client literature where it kind of interpreted what that meant. Right. I don't think modern medicine, my physician, when I did the three-year comparison, my numbers were normal before, and they were still normal three years later. But she did state that they're finding that the cholesterol issue is more of a genetic concept now versus a dietary concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's totally a genetic. Um, Well, not totally, but in large cases, it's genetic. So. More importantly, it's about inflammation when it comes to heart disease, right? And so one of the benefits of the ketogenic diet is that the ketone molecule, molecule you have three of them. You have, you have uh, acetone, you have beta-hydroxybutyrate, beta, beta and you have acetoacetate, right? So beta-hydroxybutyrate is the, lar- is the one you find in abundance that your brain feeds off of. Uh, acetoacetate is the one basically your muscles use, okay? Mm-hmm. These uh, ketone molecules are signaling... signaling um, um, hormonal response kind of water-soluble fat energy molecules that kind of uh, upregulate uh, anti-inflammatory genes. So it's, it, you know, anytime you're approaching any kind of disease or health, you, wanna, you want a diet or, uh, or any, kind of, any kind of supplement that you're going to take that's going to have an anti-inflammatory effect, right? That's where the health benefit's going to come from primarily, okay. from the root, right? And so we know that ketones are anti-inflammatory, and, um, and, and just having that be, being anti-inflammatory is a health benefit in and of itself, and it's cardiovascular protective when it's anti-inflammatory. So, you know, it's not just about cholesterol. It's mm-hmm. about really inflammation. Right, right. Yeah. Well, three weeks in, I was off the steroids and the naproxen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The back pain had diminished considerably. Yeah. And yeah. by then, I think I had only lost maybe 13 pounds. Right. So it wasn't right. really the weight. <clears throat> right. Know, miraculously, it wasn't 100 pounds in two weeks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I always tell people and, and clients um, that it's food can be medicine to your body or it can be toxic to your body. Correct. You know, yeah. so depends on what you're putting in your body. Yeah, you are what you, you know. eat. <laughs> you know, and back to what you were saying earlier, it's a formula. So we're not just eating bacon all day and yeah. butter. 
I mean, you're using eating healthy fats mm-hmm. right. and in moderation. Right. Yeah, there's a good website I just came across the other day. It's rule.me. Yeah, yeah, I like and that one. They have um, an actual calculator on there where you can put in like your weight, your height, your body fat percentage, and just information about yourself, and it'll calculate it for you. Um, what what type of macros you should be eating. Right. So if some people don't know, they don't have a trainer, they don't have someone guiding them, that's a good reference. And that's where the learning curve comes in. So, you know, right. a lot of times when people try the diet, they get the detoxification effects or they get the, the negative effects that happen, you know, four days to two weeks at the most, right? And they don't understand what's going on, so they just stop shy of completing a month. And, um, you know, a lot of times, just adding sodium into the diet can yeah. resolve those issues, mm-hmm. you know, because their body's learning how to, you know, maintain proper mil- mineral balance during right. that process. So, you know, there's a lot of different um, you know, nuances when it comes to the ketogenic diet that you just have to, you can't just jump in. You have to, sp- you know, speak to somebody who kind of knows what they're right. doing <clears throat> or uh, has a lot of experience with it. You know, and uh, I first got turned on to the ketogenic diet in 1997 um, through a mutual friend at the gym handed me a book called uh, The Militant Diet by Dan Duchesne. Now, you know, uh, all you bodybuilders out there will know who that name is. Um, He was a bodybuilding guru and he got into the whole science behind the ketogenic diet. So in 1997, you know, there I was in my bedroom reading about this diet that literally turns your body into a fat burning machine. And I thought to myself, wow, you mean I don't have to do cardio? Like this is so revolutionary (laughs) to me because I hated hated cardio at the time. I mean, I hated it. You have no idea. But, you know, I do cardio now every day and I absolutely love it. So, you know, um, but back then, you know, um, I didn't want to do cardio. So I thought, wow, this you're is, not alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love it now, though. I just got done doing it today. So I look forward to my cardio. But, um, you know, so it was just revolutionary to me to uh, to uh, think that and to know that all I have to do is just restrict glucose because all glucose is is energy. Right. Right. So that's all it does. Right. Protein and fats do so many other things than you know, uh, one or two things. They do a number of things, but glucose is is considered a non-essential nutrient. What does that mean? That means you don't have to take it in because all it does is give you energy. Your body has the ability to make glucose out of protein. That process is done in the liver. It's called gluconeogenesis, right? Mm -hmm. So, and your body can burn fat, right? So if your problem is you have all this stored energy uh, on your body in 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 the form of stored body fat, wouldn't it make sense to just restrict direct sources of glucose and let your body burn that instead of you consuming carbohydrates right that is the best approach to fat loss in my opinion because you know if your problem is stored energy in the form of body fat and you want to lose that um, why not turn your body into a fat burning machine so even when you sleep you're burning fat right so your body is working for you and not against you right right you're setting up your body hormonally to work for you on this weight loss journey and not against you. At the same time, these ketones are shutting down your appetite, right? Which is the number one problem when you start a diet. So it makes calorie restriction um, the easiest it's it's ever gonna be, you know, without taking drugs, right? Right, right. And adding in the fat too, the fat helps, uh, the fat makes you feel fuller. Right. It keeps you satiated longer. And then when you eat with the fat with the protein, it slows down the digestion of the protein. So it's something that when you're eating a meal, you're gonna feel satiated for a prolonged period of time, you know, an yeah, hour later, were, you're not going to be ravenous. Yeah, no, there were times that I'd forget to eat. Yeah. Clients, in the beginning. Yeah. When you totally 
right. embark this. And mm-hmm. that's because you have set up your body hormonally to work for you, right? Mm-hmm. right. So you have shut down the, uh, the appetite uh, hormones like leptin, right, ghrelin. Um, so what ends up happening is your brain now, your brain motivates you to eat. So that, that appetite, that hunger, that ravenous feeling like you ought to eat something, that's just coming from your brain because your brain consumes two-thirds uh, of your daily calories. So it's a very metabolically expensive organ. So, you know, it, it will motivate you to eat, and, and it loves carbohydrates because when you eat carbohydrates, you become, you really serotonin and dopamine. Those are hormones that make you feel good. In fact, those are hormones that get you addicted to drugs. So the more sugary foods you eat, the more that you release these hormones and the more your brain becomes dependent on these drugs or this, this food, right? right? <coughs> so you become dependent on that carbohydrate component, which is all it's doing is giving you energy and all you're eating, you know, I'll, I have a client come in and sit down and I'll say, okay, over what you eat in one day and it's basically all carbohydrates right it's all energy and they're sitting there like i want to lose all this fat on my body well all that energy on your body in the in the form of body fat is just you have set your body up to store your energy that you eat as fat right and so when you're detoxing from that diet the the cravings can become extremely intense but it you know it's extremely intense if you hang on and push through that what ends up happening is it's the opposite effect. You at your appetite actually come, becomes very suppressed because now your body has unlocked its own energy storage, which think of your fat cell as like a grocery store, right? And think of the grocery store always locked up and you can't get access to the food. Now think of the ketogenic diet as the key to unlocking that grocery store, right? So now your body, anytime, or your brain specifically and muscles, right? Anytime it needs something to eat, all it does is go right to the grocery store now because it's un, it's unlocked. Okay. So it has to it doesn't have to motivate you anymore through this thing we call appetite, right? Because it's oh it needs energy it'll just go to wherever you got that stored energy on your stomach or thighs, right? <laughs> and it will take that energy. I got a list. Right. So that's why it becomes appetite becomes like a non-issue, right? Right. Um, however, you do have to account for essential nutrient needs on a daily basis, which is, you know, protein and fat are essential. Carbohydrate is a non-essential. So what does essential mean? It means you can't, can, you can't make it, right? You can't make it. You have to consume it. If you don't, you'll become deficient. So you need all nine essential amino acids on a daily basis. You need uh, the essential um, fatty acids, omega-3 and omega-6, right? So these are all essential nutrients that you need to consume. So it's not like you can go on a ketogenic diet and then not eat. Although intermittent fasting is very, excuse me, intermittent fasting is very, um, you know, um, very good to do with this diet. You still need to account for your essential nutrient needs if you're trying to build muscle. Excuse me, which is like, you know, any, you know, you're not just trying to lose weight. You're trying to lose body fat, right? Right, right. And you're trying to, in my opinion, you should be trying to gain muscle because muscle is that, 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 um, tissue that burns calories it's like putting a little furnace inside your body right every pound of muscle is like a little furnace that just burns calories at rest so everyone shouldn't be just your goal isn't just to lose weight it's to gain weight it's the your goal is to gain muscle weight you know because that will keep your body young and that will keep your metabolism going and it will make your body uh more um glucose efficient too so your your muscles are that is that metabolic tissue that will burn glucose okay Okay. so that's a very important thing that you want to use uh 
you know, to make you uh, used to your advantage, I should, I should say. Well, there it is. Thank you so much for checking out the Keto Life podcast presented by Dolce Vita. Find us online at dbqs.com. Follow us over at Facebook and Instagram at Dolce Vita Syracuse. Don't forget to contact us if you are looking for those delicious keto desserts. If you're looking for that whole keto dessert, that cake or cheesecake for a special event, somebody's birthday, anniversary, wedding, whatever it is, make sure that you contact us over at dbqs.com. Thanks so much. Don't forget next week, part two of four with Jill and Nick Murphy right here on the Keto Life Podcast with Dolce Vita.